0: Can be golden.
1: No, that was Phil Collins, bro. That wasn't Sting. What did Sting sing? Sting sang like rocks and. You don't have to put on a red
2: light. Fields of Gold and uh doo 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 da da. Don't nah. stand so
1: close to me. Yeah, don't stand so close to me. Okay. And uh, walking on the moon.
0: Walking on the moon the shit! My eyes. I've been burning I've been my eyes
3: all right welcome to magic and hash my name's Tim you might know me from AetherCast. the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean is I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face and joining us now from soul Bond, and American Freecast. Who do we have?
1: Howdy, homies. The golden guru Sid Swami here, coming at you from my brand new ashram in Tijuana, Mexico. Please come by and make food and incense offerings at my feet. And
3: a man who has never paid for a movie ticket
1: in his life, milks his own cows,
3: and recently took seventh on MasterChef Junior. A man oozing with sex appeal, but smelling like botanicals. Do I really have to read all this, John? Uh, I don't man, think that's what I sent you, dude. The man with chiseled features, heavenly abs, and uh, a package for days. What does that even mean? Are you sure, you're not looking at your grinder profile, John Oliver. <laughs>
2: Yeah, what's up, everybody? I was I was just typing out a letter asking for Become Immense to be a evergreen mechanic so that all y'all can stop bitching,
1: Oh, dog. If they were just like uh, every set had like a functional reprint of Become Immense, but it was like a different dick joke every time, because I mean, obviously, Become Immense is a joke about getting boner. So it's like in this set, um, you could call it like a solid erection or something like that, and it's like an artifact Become Immense somehow.
2: Yeah, I actually would like there to be Become Immenser, where it's like a strictly better than Become Immense, and they just keep reprinting the shit out of it, because there's so much bitching about Become Immense, it makes me angry. Goddamn kids.
3: Let's delve 10, plus 10, plus 10. Or let's plus, plus 9, plus 9, that's all you need.
2: Yeah, God, God forbid you should have to figure out a way to prevent a card that requires not one, not two, but three conditions on the board for it to work.
1: I feel like they missed the boat. Um, of making like a become immense dick joke card when the emerge mechanic was a thing because I could think about mm. some boners emerging. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, they
3: probably like actually do that. And Morrow's like, oh my God, children are listening. No. Kids, if you're listening, please turn this off before you go any further.
1: <sighs> when they put stuff like titties and dicks on basic lands, do you think it's like to directly troll people because they know kids are playing the game and they're like trying to corrupt the children? Kind of like those Disney movies where like the Little Mermaid has dicks on it and stuff. So how's our little bow doing? Mouse. Come on,
3: good, good teenagers, take off. Good teenagers, take off your clothes. So how's our little bow doing? Come
0: on, good teenagers, take off. Your clothes. Come on, good teenagers
2: i think it's actually put out there so that it's support for the lgbt community because i mean you never know you never get to see there's only one example where we know for sure but you know you can always dream you know liliana the veil could actually you know
3: really have something else for plus one under there Am I fucked up or, like, how many mountains can you make not look like a boob or a dick?
1: Like, everything looks like a boob or a dick. I mean, it's pretty much, like, not in your head, dude, because they are definitely, like, smuggling genitals in on the basic lands. That's why I only play with non-basic lands, because I don't, uh, I don't condone this kind of filth. Yeah, that's the thing too, is like nobody's looking for that
2: shit on the basic lands. So most people just throw that stuff away, so I bet they could sneak some cool shit in there.
3: What's your
1: uh favorite basic land art sit? <laughs> I think it's the um, planes that has a swastika in it. I like the Dick Mountain from any set. I kind of like
2: Mount Cockring from the uh, Full Art Zendikar.
1: Or Cups, which
3: I call Vaginas, mm. which is also from yeah. Zendikar. That's a good one.
1: But like I said, I'll play with basic lands. But I mean, the best genital jokes are obviously the shock lands. I mean, every single shock land could be a euphemism for a vagina.
3: Well, not breeding pool. Or uh, Godless Shrine, Sacred Foundry, Steam Vents, Hollowed Fountain. Holy shit. Watery Grave, Temple Garden. Yeah, every one. <sighs> Chick doesn't shave, Overgrown Tomb. When she's on her period, Blood Crypt. I
1: mean, this is terrible.
2: Glacial Fortress.
1: Uh, well, that's more like. <laughs> Definitely. <my> vagina.
3: Not
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go.
2: The Glacial
1: Fortress.
2: Trans Guild Promenade.
3: That's for those girls that smell pretty. Yeah, see, but non-basic
1: lands, they just put the dick jokes in the title. They don't actually, like, have dicks or any kind of genitals on them. No way, Needle needle Spires?
3: Abandoned Outpost, Forgotten Cave, Ghost Town, Rogue's Passage, Bloodstained Mire, Flooded Strand, Windswept Heath, Polluted Delta, and the list goes on. So, what I like about basic lands is that you use them two-player spells. Comments?
2: Yeah, only noobs use basic lands to play spells. Everybody knows that Dredge is where it's at. It's impossible to be beaten. And matter of fact, Dredge has won every single format, every single tournament for the past, what, two, five, seven years?
3: This will always be relevant, so we can say that for months and months and years.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just might as well copy-paste that podcast is done
1: Woo-hoo! i prefer not to play basic lands you know i've had a lot of sets with my muta vault and simeon spirit guide deck
3: he's like the best creature that doesn't make it to the battlefield you like pull over on the way to the gig and you're like all right let's go outside tony let's look off into the woods a little bit
1: <laughs> i don't know if you can say stuff like that anymore with trump grab him by the pussy being elected president you know like simian spirit guide lives matter bro
3: there is a Wingstop stop sighting website
1: oh really where
3: that started up uh www.kenny'sacrackhead.com
1: whoa kenny. that's libel man hey, you can't kenny. Just, is kenny, is can't kenny just, on
3: no, he's not on. But we are gonna try to get him live in studio later. It
1: wouldn't be hysterical if somebody
2: registered like a Twitter handle called Homeless MTG or something and pretended to be a homeless MTG player, and got all kinds of free shit. Because I totally fall for that. Wizards make such a huge deal when they give out free product to celebrities like that. You know, NFL player earning millions of dollars a year, and they give him like you know a fucking you know garbage can full of free magic shit. And when uh, Felicia Day was Chandra, they like you know she knew nothing about magic and they made this big deal about sending her like, you know, some shitty from the vaults or whatever. It's like, come on, Wizard Wingstop Kenny needs a deck. How's he gonna play if he can't get a deck? He's homeless.
3: I saw the Felicia Day episode of Spell Slingers. Do you guys ever watch Spell Slingers? That's a pretty cool show. You could tell she didn't know magic. She she was talking about like, I'll play this little fuzzy creature. Techie for two. And you're like, oh my god. I've got a secret for you. When celebrities are ever No, everyone eats Wheaties
2: Everyone It's it's for real, I mean, all those super cool people like Felicia Day They totally have been on the magic train forever It's not just a play for you nerds who are whacking off to her or anything Couldn't be
3: (laughs) Fucking John Holland, ladies and gentlemen As long
2: as it makes you strong
3: and hard
1: Sid makes me strong and hard I feel like Wingstop Kenny could just really use like a better publicist or a better PR department in general. And he could probably start to get deals like this. I think the people now that are taking care of his public image stuff that are putting out websites like Kenny's a crackhead.com, they're, they're showing Kenny in the wrong light. They need to show him as being a clandestine chemist and a shrewd business. Man, in the trading of leftover pigeon remains.
2: Yeah, well, you know, part of the problem is, you know, Wingstop Kenny, he's out there on the road all the time, and Wingstop doesn't have free Wi Fi. He could be walking for stretches across this great land, point to point, trying to get a magic game going with his uh, with his all land deck that he got out of a dumpster behind a local uh, game shop. You know, he's just trying to make it. You know, here's a rumor of a game somewhere, hits the road. Who knows where he is?
3: I got this video sent to me on magicandhash at com from a jingle nuts with a Z. And uh, he is calling out Wingstop Kenny. He's got a silly oh, voice, but he sounds pretty squirrely. He was trashed.
2: He was trashed. Oh, that's not good.
3: I'm going to have him on Skype later. Hopefully, we'll. Oh, wow. We're going to try to get Wingstop Kenny versus Jingle Nuts because Jingle Nuts, he's very profane. Uh, he says lots of cuss words and shit. And I'm, I'm all about that. You know, I like. You know, controversy. As Sid said, controversy is cash. Who said that, Sid? Eric Bischoff, man.
1: I'm bad,
3: and I'm better than ever.
1: Nice. I think that I'm not sure if I believe in elves. Are you sure that this Jingle Nuts isn't just a midget in an elf costume? Yeah, or like one of those elf-on-the-shelf things you get at Target.
3: I don't know if he's an elf or not, but his voice sounds funky as shit. And he knows insider shit about Santa Claus. I don't know if he's making that shit up, but it was pretty interesting. So I feel like we should have him on for audience sake. Plus, you know, any chance we get Wingstop on the phone, fucking A.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll send it out there. We'll light the uh, Wingstop beacon up in the sky, and maybe he'll... uh You'll find a nice rest stop with a payphone and call in.
3: What I did is I I sent out the three-legged dog, and I put a uh, chicken wing on it, and so he should follow that back here
1: sooner
2: than
3: later.
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, We'll see. I'm just wondering, like, if Wingstop Kenny will actually find the pursuit of, you know, endorsing this Jingle Nuts thing, like, what's his angle on it? Because as you know, Wingstop Kenny must constantly hustle. To even yeah. survive.
0: So, That's
2: true. well, you know, if there's somebody moving in on his territory, if this Jingle Nuts guy is like trying to get his uh, 60 basic land card magic deck, you know, maybe he's got to respond
3: to that. Personally, I think it's just a caller or somebody who listens. They didn't want to hit up Sid's Hatemail at gmail.com, decided to hit me up, and I think this is their angle. He's a John Holland fan, and I yeah. felt like that was a real weird angle to pull. That's a
2: weird angle, yeah. It was
3: super fishy. He had some good content, and I'm not going to turn down good content.
2: We'll, we'll listen to him.
3: Also, guys, did you hear in the news that um, Sid, also Sid Swami found his pipe? We now go live to Sid Swami in some undisclosed location somewhere in the United States. Sid, you've located your pipe. Tell us more. Magic and Hash Newsflash is on the scene. Kick ass.
1: Dude, and I'm so glad I did too because, man, I think smoking blunts. I started smoking blunts because I lost my pipe. And I started getting back on the cigarettes, man. It got me, like, craving the tobacco again. And I've been trying to quit the cigarettes since September, so I'm glad to be rid of the blunts and the cigarettes and back on the pipe now. Pipe is life, man. You see, I would think that the blunts are just a little bit better for the image, you know?
2: Plus, it's less evidence because it all gets burnt up and whatever.
3: Jeez, John, evidence? God, the cops came to my house. The last thing I would be afraid of them finding are my blunt roaches. Oh shit! What's that? Oh fuck! Erase this hard drive. No fucking time. Fuck it.
0: self sequence has shit. Been activated. Repeat. The I'm out of here, guys. Fish arrest the cast I'll hit you activated. later. This Love it. Peace out.
3: All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. You know,
2: so I'm, I'm glad you found your pipe, you know, and I'm hoping that you and your pipe have many good years together, but I, I think the image of the blunt's a little bit more up Sid Swami's alley.
1: Well, I just don't know about the whole smoking as an image thing. Like, that's never really been the reason I did it. I just like to smoke because I like getting stoned. Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on no, no. me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> but, I mean, if it came down to an image thing, I think that, honestly, the hookah would probably be the most legit way to go for the Sid Swami brand. That is a good call.
3: Or some sort of, like, steamroller that's in, like, a flute fashion. You see, it's
2: like I just imagine Sid Swami up there in his, you know, mountain hideaway and he's got a little garden there, and unless he like, you know, chips a pipe out of the rock around him somehow and carves it out with his mental powers, you know, that's that just seems like a bit much. You know, however he could just like, you know, meditate and have the ganja grow towards him and pluck it off and just roll it up there. Very peaceful, eco friendly.
1: Yeah, but just here in the Tijuana ashram, we just rocking the pipe for now. You know, you know, we used to hang out. You know I like to keep a pipe that's pocket-sized. That way, you know, if I want to smoke weed at the bus stop, then I can. Oh, yeah. Hey, tell them about that guy that was smoking weed on the golf course. That that guy was me. No, no,
2: the other guy smoking weed on the golf course. That was me. <laughs> no, no, not you.
1: Yeah, he was, like, some old-ass man, and he wouldn't even share. I was like, sup, bro, I got a joint. You got your joint over there. Let's say we get jointed up, since we're on the same hole and everything. And he just pretended like I didn't say anything. I guess he thought I was a cop or something.
2: Yeah, and this dude, like, you can tell when, like, somebody's lighting up on the golf course because they do not look like they're going to play golf. I mean, this guy had on, like, this Orange Crush T-shirt, like, blue jeans with a belt, and was wearing, like, you know, fucking tap shoes or something like that. Does not – I mean, I don't even know if he was hitting the ball out there. He was just driving around on the cart lighting up a fat one.
3: All right, so I guess this is a podcast about magic. So let's move into our first topic. So Wizards is running this promotion called Standard Showdown where they're giving each store 40 packs of this booster that they made up. It comes with one foil card, which could be, you know, an expedition or an invention or, you know, some other random foil rare throughout the set um, or any standard legal set. And then the other two cards are going to be a rare um, or a mythic rare in both slots. So you're going to get like three rares. One in 33 of these boosters will have an invention or uh, expedition in it. So that's like one per store. And there's going to be like 10 packs per event. They're going to hold it on four Saturdays consecutively. So you'll get four shots at getting some of these boosters. But again, the stores only get 40. So that's 10 per event. You know, what are they doing here, John?
2: Uh, Wizards is fucking desperate is what this is. Because first off, explain to me how this is different than the payout for any other like event that fires. It's not. I mean, like almost down to the... Uh, rate for rarity, just like having a freaking box of you know prize pool there. Um, this is definitely a sign that something is wrong in standard because you never do anything that costs money unless you have to. I mean, that's kind of the first rule of business. So rather than the you know kind of debate how good or bad this is, it's like why would they need to do this? You know, especially if they have so much faith in Kaladesh like Morrow does. This just totally freaking reeks, and they're gonna sell it as oh we're. Doing this for the stores. We're doing this for the stores to get more people in there so more people are going to play and it's not going to be at, you know, 8 o'clock at night or whatever. Absolute horseshit. You know, they're doing this because Kaladesh has freaking failed miserably against their expectations. And really, the nail in the coffin for that is when uh, the standard event in Vegas got changed to a sealed event. If that does not send a message, I don't know what does.
3: Yeah, they are trying to push people into playing standard. So they're thinking, oh, hey, we'll give them a better chance to get these expeditions. Like, you know, one in 33. So like one store will open an expedition. Like that's probably a better chance than opening four boxes or or what it is. But I don't think it's worth paying a bunch of money and building a standard deck. They They want people to go out and buy boosters right now in preparation for this event. I think this is a get
1: people to play Standard. I don't like it. It's kind of like they took the thing from MTGO, the treasure chests, and they were like, hey, we did this thing on MTGO treasure chest, and nobody seems to like it, and it's pissing everybody <laughs> off. So let's try doing it in paper, and then see if everybody still shits all over it and pisses everybody off. Like, I'm pretty convinced uh, now I'm... St- like a hundred percent sure that it's just a bunch of trolls working at Watsy. They're putting fucking dicks and pussies and titties on the basic lands to corrupt our children, and they're trying to fucking make people rage quit or commit suicide by introducing things like these treasure chests and uh, might be expedition packs, just so you can feel the soul crushing sensation of like thinking you're going to open something sweet and then open in complete jank. Well, also,
2: isn't one of Morrow's go-tos when anybody asks him a legitimate question, well, you just don't understand how printing works and all the technicalities of the ass fan and all this other horseshit? Well, apparently, wizards can shit these things out like there's no tomorrow, so I guess that means there's no real case to be made for the rarity of any other sealed product that's a store exclusive. There's no reason that they can't uh, manipulate the amount of mythic rares or foil mythic rares in a pack i mean it's just such utter crap and another sign that you know everything they tell us is just a bunch of corporate spin i mean if you ask mara a question on tumblr or twitter or whatever it's like you're asking tony the tiger it's like tony the tiger what do you think about captain crunch and he's gonna say they're "They're shitty well he's gonna say i don't know a fuck about captain crunch but frosted flakes are you know so anytime you ask mara Morrow, the condition of standard blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, 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 it's great. It's great. It's great. So it's just such horseshit. I was more of a Kool-Aid guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Actually, you know, that's a better analogy. Morrow is like Duffman.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duffman is here to refill your beer.
2: It's like anytime anybody complains, just show up and like spit out some free products. So they'll shut up
0: now. For the only thing better than Dove. Better than Dove. Free Dove stuff. Oh, yeah. Who wants beer cozies? A shirt that says yo. Sassy seat cushions. And flash drives for your PC. So you can take your
1: data and pack it up. Oh man, you know, like Morrow, he's just—he stays so happy all the time. You know, he's got to be like fucking jacked up on like latte cappuccinos with fucking bull shark testosterone and Adderall stuff in them or some shit like that. Like the dude just is always totally hyped about everything.
2: That's because he's paid to be hyped about it. I mean, he's like the fucking spokespeople for BP when they had that oil spill, you know? It's like, oh, it's completely fine. There's no problems whatsoever. Do you really believe that? Fuck no, but they're paying
3: me to say that. He's just so happy. He's just like a little chipper... Dude, and he's like, "Let me tell you about lands that are coming out. It's, it's going to be so amazing." Oh, I'm right. never in a Chapman land. Oh no! Oh, it's never going to work. Quit asking
0: me.
2: I'll reply to everybody who says anything about a Chapman land.
1: It's like he's wizard's version of Kellyanne Conway or something. You know, <laughs> fucking unflinching lies. Like you're just like, dude, fucking. Magic the Gathering's a disaster. And he's like, no, it's not. This is amazing. Have you seen this? It's an enchantment
2: land. Yeah. By the way, there's only three things that he talks about on his blog. And those are unset rules slash un-three enchantment lands and the gender of planeswalkers. If you ask about anything else, you're never going to re- get a response. You're never going to see anything about it. But holy shit, he can talk unrules until the cows come home, even though there is nobody on planet fucking Earth that is cracking unpacks for a draft.
3: We have a spectacular new card
2: frame for you guys this year. Good God.
0: <laughs>
2: oh no, no, no. But the new card frame isn't like a new silver and Nothing like that. Exactly. You know what's special about this new creature it's got ferocious nine. <laughs> oh, oh! by the way this is the greatest set ever just wait six
3: months until i put out my drive to work with everything that was wrong with this set a You're a fucking killing me right now. or a month later you can read it in my article on three sets that went wrong but they went wrong at the time! They were my favorite sets. I love all the mechanics. Let me tell you about them. But matter
2: of fact, the only thing that's wrong with the sets I design is there's too
3: many awesome
2: things in there. Like in my drive to work about constant car. If I just had, had the morph
3: in there, it would have been better. But the morph was too good to take out.
0: <laughs> Get out of
3: here, Wreck-It Ralph. You're gonna ruin everything. Are you going turbo?
0: Turbo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I love how we've, like, totally turned
1: Morrow into Edwin. I have a serious question, though. What's wrong with Standard? Because I've been playing Standard, like, that's really all I've been playing. Like I said previously, I kind of fucked up and bought a bunch of Standard cards. So I play Standard now, and I like it. The <laughs> thing
2: wrong with Standard is Eldrazi. Eldrazi are not going away. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they come back so that there's just always Eldrazi constantly in Standard.
1: Eldrazi are fucking sweet. Why are you hating on Eldrazi? Are you some kind of racist? Okay, Eldrazi are sweet if
2: they had just stuck around for the normal amount of time. If they actually had sets that came along that were just as sweet, if not equal to some of the Eldrazi stuff that's out there, but they haven't. I mean, this shit has just dominated standard, and it's dominated for so long, and then they extended it so it can dominate even longer. I mean, you know, Eldrazi Displacer is such a fucking amazing card, and it only got more amazing as we went through Innistrad and now onto Kaladesh.
1: I play standard and. The only Eldrazi's that really people are casting is Elder Deep Fiend and Immortal, and then maybe like sometimes Distended Mindbender and Ulamog. Yeah, oh, you st- you still see a lot of Thought Not Seeer too. Uh, well, Maybe I guess it's like anymore. sideboards and shit. I don't know, man. All the standard I've been playing has mostly been like black green delirium. You got your red, white vehicles, blue, white spirits, blue, red, or teamer metalwork colossus decks. And then you have like the black red zombies, which is kind of like my bay Grixis emerge, but just like with a and Pariahs and like fiery tempers instead.
2: That, in my meta, like, Bant Eldrazi is still a thing. It's still pretty powerful, and it can kind of plow through some of those more kaladesh kind of decks that are relying on having a bunch of little critters out there, and it just fucking stomps all over them and gets rid of them and kills you.
3: Bant Eldrazi? What are the green Eldrazi you're playing in that deck?
2: Gee, take a wild guess. Just Worldbreaker? And Reality Smasher. It's pretty good. I mean, that stuff, and you flicker it with the uh, Displacer, I mean, that's... I mean, that that can just cause chaos on, like, a vehicle deck.
1: Yeah, I like that. If you get to that turn.
2: I am not a net-decking chode.
1: Fuck standard. You know what? I just, like, I I still don't get it. Why fuck standard? Like, I'm actually having a lot of fun playing standard. And yeah, I may be a net-decking chode, but I'm playing black-green delirium. Let me throw
2: this one at you, Sid. How long do you think that delirium deck's going to be viable for?
3: The extended standard, so a while, I guess.
2: Well, no, what I'm, what I'm asking is, is like back before Eldric Moon came out, you know, there were some pretty good decks out there that played off Shadows over Innistrad and Origins, you know, as soon as, well, obviously Origins rotated out. But then when Eldric Moon came out, you know, there just wasn't space for some of those mechanics anymore that could still be around. I mean, they just kind of get pushed out. And that's kind of the same way I see that deck. There's so much limited within the sets those cards are in that it's going to get pushed out.
1: I think that my Black-Green Delirium deck is going to be safe for a while. Um, I don't think that Wizards is hot to print like a sideboard answer to Delirium decks because they want you to play with Emrakul. They want you to play with Ishkana. They want you to play with these cards that they made because it's selling packs. I don't think that we'll see like a big hoser card until at least Amonkhet. So I think that I'm safe jamming my black green Delirium deck at least until Amonkhet and it'll be viable and powerful until then.
2: Yeah, and I think you're kind of highlighting part of the problem people have with standard is like you know you've got this deck and it's working right now but then you know amonkhet comes along and you know the deck's still standard legal you know it still does what it does it's just that you know, you're shifting the problem from, oh, cards are too expensive to, I just have to buy different expensive cards, even though the ones I have are still legal and still viable.
3: We also have Aether Revolt. I feel
1: like that's going to have more support artifacts and probably less hate for what's its plan anyway. I think that it's going to be, like, multicolored set, and we'll probably see some standard playable, like, um, fixing that's even better than Aether Hub. In my opinion, some of the best right now.
2: You see, I kind of don't think so, because if you look at the past few sets, they've kind of kept stuff locked in its block. You know, you don't see, like, you know, the waste spilling out into any other set.
3: Pro financial tip, pick up wastes
2: you know, kind of delirium spilling out into other sets, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of that... It's just Eldrazi, then.
1: (laughs) Eldrazi are fucking taking over, bro. (laughs) They are! They are fucking taking over! They have been. I think that it's a Vorthos win on that, though, because isn't that kind of supposed to be the Eldrazi's flavor, is that they're, like, trying to take over the multiverse? So now that the Eldrazi are defeated, you may find that fucking... You're gonna see a very bolas influence standard because bolas is gonna become the new big villain now. Yeah, well,
2: this one is just my own crazy fan theory, so plug your ears. But what if Boros went and talked to Talia back in original Innistrad, and Talia was in on it all along, to, you know, kinda of knew that her choice was a false choice and went with the one she did.
3: mind blown so sid's balls on your chin how does that help any of us
1: Sid's My balls, balls are out are right now just fyi
3: because i don't
2: podcast with pants on sid's balls are imprisoned in the moon and they were put there by tamino after she sketched them in her journal
3: it's like a titanic moment sketch me a little yeah, totally.
1: jack i want you to draw me like one of your french girls
2: There wasn't enough room for Emmercule on the board because his balls were too big.
1: So, yeah, I don't know, man. I still ain't feeling satisfied. I think the people that are bitching about Standard right now are the same people that always bitch about Standard, but still just play Standard because they're competitive. And it must really suck to have a hobby that just infuriates you so much but i'm gonna be the voice of dissension here and say that i like standard and i'm having a lot of fun playing it for now
3: i'm not gonna say i hate standard i just the talk seems somewhat repetitive i'm an advocate of red white vehicles and and that deck isn't really going anywhere it's still viable there are some decks that like ruin it a little harder than others but i have sideboard cards for that stuff
2: yeah you guys want to hear a good story it's actually not a good story. It's a shitty story. It's a terrible but way to my- start
1: a story, because then we're expecting <laughs> yeah. either a good story or a bad story. So present one. It's yeah. going to be a shitty story, but it's still going to be a shitty story told by John hours. Holland. So it'll, it'll be thanks. enjoyable. Yeah. So, like, my dad is angry
2: as hell about that guy on TV that sells the MyPillows. Like, the creepy-looking Uncle Terry motherfucker. You know who I'm talking about?
3: The following is a paid presentation brought to you by
0: MyPillow Incorporated.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. I've invented the world's most comfortable pillow. I make them right here in the United States. Do not change that channel because the next half hour is going to change your life. I know what you're talking about. I want one of those my pillows so freaking bad, dude. Well,
2: here's here's the thing: is like in addition to being sold on TV, which is always the mark of quality, they also have these salesmen who will go and set up in the mall, you know, outside Walmart or whatever. He like bought a couple of these my pillows, and these things cost fifty dollars a piece for a fucking pillow. Not kidding you. And it's kind of weird, you know, they come all shriveled and wrapped up, kind of like Sid's balls, and you have to throw them in the dryer to puff them up and all this stuff. So anyway, like my balls? Yeah, like your balls? Yeah. Ooh la la. So he gets two of these pillows. Here's a big secret. Guess what? It's not any better or any worse than any other fucking pillow. And he holds that guy personally responsible.
1: Sid's balls. That, Sins was, ball. that was indeed a shitty-ass story. I told you it was John. a shitty-ass story. Thank you.
2: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Are any of you guys psyched about these new commander decks that are coming out? John, I know that you love to fucking scoop up those commander decks and fucking hold uh, on to yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. Well, full
2: disclosure, I you know was there when Walmart opened that morning and ran in and grabbed all five of them, even though these are some of the absolute shittiest commander decks that have ever been made. I mean, these things are awful. Oh, my God. I mean, people who wanted four-color commanders there, are you happy now? Now you can shut the fuck up. I
1: think a lot of people wanted four-color commanders, and despite the fact that these decks are so shitty, people are going to buy them because they're four-color commanders, and you just can't get them anywhere else.
2: Oh yeah, a $2 card! (laughs)
1: This is another, you know, Morrow thing,
2: because it's like people ask for, you know, they're not asking for four-color commanders. They're just asking for, like, four-color legendary creatures, you know, to be printed in sets or dispersed or, you know, however the fuck you want to do them. You know, so they make these fucking commander decks that are just awful, and it's almost like a fuck you to the people who have requested it for so many years.
3: If they printed a four-color guy in a current set, would it be as good as the ones that they have as the commanders? There's probably no way it could be worse, so I'm going to say yes. Like a four-color right now that just drained three times from when it entered? You know, and you can
2: actually get away with that, because, I mean, nobody would play a four-color version of that in Standard. You know, and probably not in Modern either, so, I mean, I don't exactly get why you couldn't make a very shitty Mythic Rare or Legendary Creature, you know, that's four colors that's just not viable for it. And, and I mean, you don't even have to do it in Standard. You can do it in a supplemental set, like Conspiracy. Four-color,
3: like, Legendary Creature just in the middle of a set, and you're like, okay, I guess, like, you're gonna draft that? You know, like what the fuck?
2: Well, it's no shittier than like, you know, your fucking ten drop uh sorcery speed blue spells that nobody's ever gonna pick, or your uh you know, your god awful like little green legendary creatures that nobody ever picks. I mean, what's the difference?
3: It has to go into a set that can support it, like one with mana fixing or something see i i I don't get how a set
2: can support a card that nobody plays that's kind of a fallacy I mean they make these cards intentionally that are just you know horrible because they have to have you know whatever it is two hundred and fifty cards in a set and they know they flat out know that half of the rares are going to be worth thirty sets and are just complete garbage
3: but they're trying to create a good limited format like a good you know draft format and then a good standard format, and some of them are shitty but that might they might be role players like a, a you know a four four flying dragon that is overpriced will never play in modern or any other format, but it might be standard viable. You
1: never know. I mean, in something like this for this commander product, they put stuff out like these four colored commanders because I think they want to try. Like new things, but the problem that I have with these commander sets is when they have a good idea or something that works and it's cool, they don't ever expand on it in like the standard legal sets. For example, a couple of years ago they came out with the commander decks that were monocolored, and they had planeswalkers that you could play as your commander, and it was a really fucking awesome idea, and it works out really well. And then they have made zero other planeswalkers in these standard legal legal sets or even like the casual just for fun stuff like conspiracy that have these planeswalkers that you can use as your commander and i'm like pretty sad about that
2: yeah absolutely and even in that like you know the planeswalkers and these five color or four color guys are a good example where they're not even close to created equal you know some of them are just not even objectively uh, playable You know, and like, how would you feel if those are the four colors that you wanted, or you know, that's the monocolored planeswalker commander you've been waiting for, and it's just absolute shit? But you know, two spots down the dial, there's a great one.
3: Well, if you think of it as a company, say it didn't sell well, and Sid here wants it, wants it again. But I mean, what if there's three other people that don't want it so as the company who put out the commander said they're like well this one where we did planeswalkers didn't sell very well maybe people didn't like that should they continue something to to appease sid like buying sid chocolates every friday like i do
1: Well, I think it's pretty much a free roll with the Planeswalker thing. All you have to do—it doesn't change the card like mechanically anyhow. It's just like, oh, this can be used as your commander. Like just a few extra. Yeah, it's words just on a line a of errata text.
3: So it's going to say that in the standard, like Gideon or something. Well, yeah, but how is that any
2: different than you know the standard cards that say if you have two hundred cards in your library, you win the game? You, you know, you you can't really do that in any standard so you know how is that not a commander type card that's in
1: standard you know good and damn well that joel did that shit at the ptq too you remember that shit oh yeah mm-hmm.
3: explain for our listeners because i don't know what the fuck you're talking about
1: so there's this card called battle of wits and it was an m13 and what it was is an enchantment I think it's like two and two blue. It's two and two blue or three and two blue. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, if there are more than 250 cards in your library, you win the game. So um, he just played this deck. I think it was like a little over 400 cards or something like that. And it had like every standard legal tutor and it was a control shell pretty much. Like it had a lot of card draw, it had a lot of removal, planeswalkers stuff like that. Did he do okay? Well, so there were a lot of problems with shuffling his deck. And um, he actually ended up getting a warning for slow play because he was shuffling that huge deck like that. Um, It was not a good idea. However, he did you know, wins some games. He won some matches. He didn't come out with a winning record though. He didn't even get in the top 32 or the top 40.
3: This deck sounds wacky as fuck though.
1: I just think that's a
3: headache for some, somebody could pay money into a GP and like, fucking bring this fucking stack of cards and just to be an asshole to the judges. Like, holy shit. That's my next segment. I'm doing that. GP Denver. Look for me.
2: Anybody who bitches about the, uh, the chess clock and why we should never have the chess clock in real life. There is a reason why we should have a chess clock. Your opponent's gonna walk in with a four hundred card deck running. Or down. eggs. Yeah, or eggs. There you go.
3: I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. I will go to GP Denver if you buy my entry if through GoFundMe. And I will I uh, will play every card in standard times four plus land and it'll be hilarious and I'll get it on film. You're not fooling anybody. You're
2: going to Denver to smoke weed. Come on. <laughs>
3: Come to GP Denver if you see me there. I'll fucking give you a
1: high five. Maybe we'll smoke. You never know. Battle of Will and shit like that aside, they do come out with a lot of weird ass cards in these standard sets that people aren't going to play in standard. People aren't going to play in draft. I think that if you were to take these slots and put them with some shit for the commander players, it could make it to where commander would actually be a hotter selling product. And I think more people could get Get into it.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, if you just go on to uh, websites and you find out how many legendary creatures there are, there are hundreds of legendary creatures, and the vast majority of them do not meet any of the requirements that people want for a commander, like, you know, four colors or, or uh, special combinations or whatever.
3: How do you print 100 cards without pissing somebody off? What would be the premier commander deck? Is A commander deck is basically like best cards throughout history, and people compiled them in this color, and they work towards this strategy and it'd be so fucking expensive to buy a commander deck that people want to play. So what could no, no, they no, no, put no. out? What could they put out that would make you happy? Well, they've already put out some really good commander decks. And, you know,
2: just to kind of like my criteria for that would be number 1, it's got to be something that's Playable out of the box. I mean, not necessarily like, you know, an expensive winning deck, but it's got to be something that's got good synergy to it, where you kind of understand what the deck's doing, where it interacts with the commander well and supports the commander. So, you know, that's all got to be criteria for it. And then number two, there's got to be some amount of value inside the box. I mean, like you look at the value for this uh four color commander, it's insane there's like seventy to eighty dollar difference, you know, just based on TCG Mid on what's in the box. I mean, so You know, you got to feel like you're not going to dicked over just because you like this preference over
1: somebody else's preference. Value-wise, that makes sense. Think about the commander set that had true name nemesis in it. Not all people are down with playing Grixis. Some people just love to play Naya or Jund, but they weren't getting the same value by buying the Naya or the Jund deck, and some people are so freaking obsessed with getting uh, value for their product that they wouldn't buy the commander deck that they were more inclined to play with because they wanted to buy the Nekusar deck that had the money card in it for some reason and they probably just never even played commander after that i just feel like if you want to encourage people to play commander then you need to put commander out there in the forefront more i played for like a year when i came back to playing and i didn't even know what commander was but it turns out that commander was perfect for me the whole time because i was playing casually at home and stuff like that and i didn't have you know uh a copy or like a play set of every card that I wanted to play. And I was playing standard at home and I look back on it now and that shit's preposterous. Like it doesn't make any sense to just sit at home and play standard. Even if you're not going to FNM, you know, you're sitting at home playing standard. That shit doesn't make any sense at all.
2: You know, I'd actually even rather see better commander products with fewer releases You know, like, if you made some really good, really solid, you know, $40 price point commander decks, and you were like, this is it for two calendar years, you know, we're going to do as many reprints as we need to, but, you know, there's going to be a decent elves deck, a decent burn deck, you know, decent control deck, a decent, you know, black deck. If you just, like, had a good one, and you didn't have this pressure to come out with new shit every single year, then maybe that would help.
1: A lot of people are gonna miss the boat on getting into commander because there's no kind of bridge from constructed to commander somebody who's playing standard or modern because they just got into magic and they're playing f&m isn't gonna like want to get these decks because they're excited about card that are in it they're not like constructed viable cards really what's your favorite commander well, I have uh, I have two commander decks. I have a competitive commander deck, and I have a casual commander deck. My competitive commander deck is a nekusar Mine Razor deck, and my casual commander deck is a Athrios God of Passage deck. Um, the reason I have two decks is because I when I first started in commander, like. I thought that I just needed my commander deck to be like a fucking giant cube deck with all the best cards and for it to just be the most competitive and have to win. But I was finding out when I was going to play with these people that are like diehard commander players that they really didn't like having me at a table with them because I was just like whooping the ass and it wasn't really fun for them. So after that, I decided to keep two decks around because I wanted to appeal to more casual players because those are the people that are playing commander the most.
3: My commander choice is Purphoros, (laughs) a mono-red deck. Um, I like the streamline of mono-red. I've played a couple multicolor commander decks and you really don't have a problem fixing mana. But I like this just streamline. All it's doing is pretty much just spinning out tokens. I have uh, spells to copy, instants and sorceries. So, like, for instance, once Perforos is on the board, I could do a Hordling Outburst and then Reverberate so I can copy it. And so there's six goblins entering, and that'll be to do 12 Perforos damage to all opponents. So multiplayer is even better with the Perforos deck. And then I have, like, Dragon Fodder, stuff like Snake Basket... I become the big boss of the table when I start damaging everybody for 12. And the deck gets out of control pretty quickly. So people
1: start gunning for me. And then they're like, yeah, let's play standard next time I see him." You have what's known as a pressure deck. I used to play a pressure deck a long time ago. It was a Mogus, God of the Slaughter deck. And yeah, I mean, I think that it's good for every table to kind of have a pressure deck. Because it makes the games more compelling and more interesting. Because sometimes the problem with Commander is you could have like a lot of people that just want to dirtle and the game doesn't really go anywhere. And some people are totally cool with that. But I would say, by and large, us Magic players, we like our games to have an ending that comes in a reasonable amount of time. Obviously, if you're sitting down for multiple game of Commander, the time uh, one game is going to take will increase exponentially. But if you can keep like a good game of Commander under like an hour or an hour and a half and still have it really fun, those are the best games. And that's why decks like yours are the shit in Commander.
3: But there is a, uh, a very thin line between too competitive and you want to be casual
1: enough where people like playing with that's why you want two decks like i have Nekusar. i've played against perforos decks with Nekusar. i just like vampiric tutor or demonic tutor up knight of souls betrayal and then they can't make one one tokens anymore and it just makes them really upset some people are just playing like fun sapperling decks where if you knight of souls betrayal them you're just ruining their fun they're not actually, like, trying to end the game way too fast by making these sapperlings. They're just making sapperlings because they like sapperlings or something. And that's when I switch to the other deck that isn't quite as crushing.
3: I'm actually working on a, a less competitive one. I want to do, like, a green-red ramp strategy. I like that strategy a lot in Theros. I know I'm going to only have one Nykthos, but I, there's a lot of, like, green mana producers throughout time, like Elves and stuff like that. I like red also, so I could do Stormbith Dragons or, like, you know... Gorkland Rampagers. Just Gruul is, is a good solid color combo. Like, do you know any Gruul commanders that I could use? That I I'm kind of looking up online, but I don't see anything I'm really interested in.
1: Uh, as far as like Gruul commanders go. Uh, my favorite that I've ever played is probably Boriborigmos. You can really go with either one of those. It's freaking Xenogod. The only Gruel Commander is Xenogod.
3: That's what I was just about to say. Or uh, Omnath, Locust of Rage is another one that I've I've seen people play. I'm, I don't really want a, an Omnath deck. I'd rather do something that helps the mana growth or my end game, which is X in its subtype, so that I can pump mana into it. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying, man.
1: Bam. Holy shit, John. What are you playing in Commander these days, bro? <laughs> uh,
2: the only reason that I play Commander is because I fucking hate Commander players. And that all started because there was this Commander League at our shop, and people would just get so fucking salty over stuff like, you know, man-child rage salty. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. My, I remember like, the
1: Commander League. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. So, uh, like most people, I try to have two decks, and I've got one that's uh, Olaro the Ageless, Ascetic, and then my other one is uh, send Triplets. And, uh, contrary to what Sid said, I try to make the games as long and as painful as I possibly can for everybody that wants their elves to go off on turn three.
3: I hate Aloro decks. Is that your casual one? Because that's a piece of shit deck.
2: It's my casual deck, and I win the most with it, and I fucking love it. And, uh, usually what I do is I set up the, uh, blood bond. uh, infinite trigger, and just fucking make people go crazy.
3: Yeah, you're super casual, John Holm.
1: Just kidding! Bitch! Bala. I only have one deck. When I did the um, Commander League I had a Cedri Galvanic Genius deck. It was not casual at all. I guess it, to me, it was casual because I was just playing all of these, like, it's a theme deck. It's an artifact deck, guys. It's not broken. It's not Shroom the Hegemon. Just chill. But what it really was was just the Esper Control deck that made you just want to, like, curl up in a ball and cry. It just would result to all dirty tactics of, like, blowing up every single land. It was a pretty miserable thing to play against. John Holland mentioned earlier... About the man child raging, and I will accept my responsibility for a lion's share of that man child raging because of that deck. And that's actually why I started playing two decks after that.
2: Yeah, here's the funny thing about Commander decks that people consider quote unquote pro decks. They usually have one shot, and if they whiff at that one shot, they're fucking done. There's nothing they can do. They're like a helpless little kitten. (laughs) And that's really. Kind of the glory of Commander, I think, because you can take some stuff that's, you know, just pure jank and people will mock you and all that stuff. But if you can get them just to miss their one freaking thing that that deck is solely dialed in to do, then it's just so much fun to watch them freaking crush into a pile of man tears.
3: I love man tears. They're salty and juicy. Settle down, settle down, and listen for the salty bliss that falls upon you.
0: (laughs)
1: People have different reasons for playing magic. Some people just want to build like a deck that they can feel proud of saying is theirs. Our buddy John here, you know, he's a brewer. Some people want to play a very powerful deck that's going to win a lot. That's like you, Timmy. And then there's some people who just want to play so they can, you know, jack off between rounds and maybe hook up with some cute nerds. Don't turn me on. Ooh, shots fired. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I just got a little scratch at my door And I went to the door And I have a three-legged dog Returned here And what do you know We have Wingstop Kenny in studio Let's hear it for Wingstop Kenny Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Woo. Wingstop, thank you for joining us Okay, go ahead and uh, Just sit down anywhere Yeah, go ahead and sit down, buddy Anywhere you want to. Alright, my place isn't that big, so... Yep, back around there. And uh, go ahead and sit down, whenever. Box, sit down. Wingstop, Jesus Christ. Alright, so we have on Skype, we have Jingle Nuts. Jingle Nuts, are you there?
0: Hey guys, how's it going? I'm super chipper this morning. Uh, thank you for... Recording in the morning before I've had a few shots, um, I will be drinking during the interview, so I'm here to basically talk to Stop Kenny and tell him he's a piece of shit. Uh, I feel like I would be a better spokesperson for Magic and Hash, and, uh, I love John Holland, and John Holland has been calling me nonstop ever since my, uh, my reaching out to Tim, and John, I would like to say yes, I will go out with you.
2: Oh, God... <laughs>
0: I think that would be great. Uh, you know, we don't have to make out the first time, but I will give you a handjob. Uh,
2: no sir. No sir, don't like it.
0: Sid, you are mixed. Okay? Uh, full fellatio. And, I would like to give you a dirty san- Sanchez. I would like to straddle your face, and then, uh, glide my butt crack back and forth on your nostrils. Is that something you're into? I knew you'd like that. And Tim. You are a vile human piece of shit. The only one he doesn't like is me. So, uh, any other questions? Yeah, I'm here for a bit, so go ahead and ask away. In fact, I am just about to your front door.
3: Ah, shit. Well, looks like we have Jingle Nuts in studio also. It's going to be a little crowded in here. All right, scoot over on the couch there, Kenny. Can you guys, you know, keep it together?
0: Hey, fuckers, what's up?
3: We're going to have a little discussion here. Wingstop would like to talk about his best deck in standard.
0: I'll end you! Whoa, 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 get away from me, you homeless fuck. Your breath smells like dog turds and rubbing alcohol fucking jump jump whoa, i'm out here i'm going to rape you hey guys do
3: me a favor calm the fuck down
0: don't fucking run away from me whoa whoa get away from me
3: i so have no idea what's going on right now so jingle nuts is running around my apartment and kenny is currently trying to squash him Help me. oh get off me you little fucking gremlin fucking jeez scott stop stop Help kenny me. get away from me you smell worse than Whoopi's burrito farts True. all right Like rancid milk mixed with old fish and burning tires. Get the fuck away. He's crazy. All right, sit down. Jingle nuts, sit here. Let's do this. All right? Guys, do you have questions for these fucks? I want to get them out of my house as quickly as possible.
1: What did I do? Wingstop Kenny, did you get my letter, bro? No! I've been trying to get a hold of your people because that lemon pepper wet that you mailed me... Uh, that was actually a teriyaki dry, and I didn't know teriyaki dry was a thing, and nor did I want to know it was a thing, and I want a refund. What
0: the fuck are you looking at? I'm not sure yet, but when I find out, I'll let you know. Uh, Jingle
1: nuts, are you really... Are you really a Christmas elf, or are you just a coked up midget in an elf
0: costume? I've done my time at the pole. Not the one Kenny dances at, but the real pole. John Holland's dick. No, but seriously, I've done time at Satan's Workshop, aka Concentration Camp, aka Doodle Die Little Man. Suck it. Suck it. There isn't much to do there. As you might have noticed, elves are like 90% dudes. You are also restricted for making sex toys. You can only make so many easy big ovens, Lego sets, before you want to blow your brains out with a Red Ryder BB gun. Oh my god, I shot my eye out! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll, You'll shoot, shoot, your, eye out. Out. Oh, You'll shoot your eye out! So anyway, Santa walked in on Mrs. Claus giving a rent job to an elf. He had him dragged outside and shot. Somebody who hooks up with her on the rug, being the only pussy within miles, I felt like I should bounce or get out of Dodge. The Moose. So here I am.
2: Hey, Jingle Nuts, I want to know if I put your name into the database. Um is there going to be a hit? I mean, if there's something you need to tell us, just tell us right now. If you're not allowed to be within so many feet of a school or a church or anything like that, just tell us. I mean, we'll make it right, but we need to know. It's a liability thing.
0: Well, I have a few marks here and there. You know, nobody's perfect, as they say. Uh, is it hot in here? Or can you just take the hot shit on your couch?
3: Jingle Nuts, you're deflecting. Answer the question.
1: Jingle Nuts, did Santa Claus lay you off because of some kind of sex scandal? Is that like what you're trying to tell us right now?
0: Well, I used to be his left-hand man, so to speak. I would fly to Columbia in the off-season and pick up fine powder for the fat man. I would go to Thailand and bring back hookers for the boys December 26th. I shouldn't be saying this. He could get back to the Fuhrer.
3: So, sounds awesome. What happened?
0: Santa caught me sticking a candy cane up Blitzen's ass. Again, I was bored. So, no more sleigh for me. But,
3: uh, alright guys, get out of no. here. No. Thank you.
0: No, fuck it. You can't kick yourself out. No, fuck it. Fuck you. I'm gonna take a piss on your floor. Hey, candy suck this. What the fuck is that?
3: Oh my god, that is a tiny penis. It is super wrecked, but that is the smallest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, Kenny, not you two put your dick away. Oh fuck, they're both peeing all over my place.
1: Oh don't pee on my desk, you son of a bitch! Wait stop, Kenny. Um what was your inspiration to uh start your mobile bathroom conglomerate?
0: Don't fucking go in my closet! Whoa! I don't give a fuck.
3: This is why I don't let homeless people into my house. All right. Thank you very much. Take it outside. All right. Maybe we'll hear more from those fuckers next time. Uh, as far as, like, stream strength
1: goes, who would you give that to? Uh,
3: Magic and Hash Twitch. I'll give our stream strength, too. Check us out.
1: Yeah, by by that comparison, all other streams are weak, even like Russian racehorses, who are world famous for pissing. We don't even need to
3: update our shit, our content is that strong.
1: Look out, Ozzy Osbourne, we have
2: got a new champion at pissing in public in inappropriate places.
3: John Hogan! Still got it, alright.
1: I want to give John Holland the John Cena music. Dude, I was in a wrestling match one time where I had to touch my balls to all four corners of the ring. But yeah. it was it was a mud wrestling match with another fat dude. I was in the same league, you know, bantamweight. Everybody thinks that the Chicago Cubs made up the dick bump, but that's where the dick bump truly originated, was in our mud wrestling league. Also,
3: we call it the scissor bump. You slide in the mud.
1: Super... Dick bump. Yeah, shit's tight.
3: I wanted to go a little long tonight.
1: Likes it a little long, thick and veiny.
3: Hey, John, where can we find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on the Facebook. As always, you can show up on my yard and take your chances. I highly encourage that. Or. You can go ahead and look at all of the awesome things they've got streaming on Facebook, all the other stuff that we do here for Magic and Hash, and I'll probably be there making anonymous comments saying that I've smelled everybody's body.
3: Magic and Hash Facebook group. You can hit up any three of us, and we'll add you to our Facebook group. You can hit me up at magicandhash at gmail.com for all your inquiries. Sid, where can we find you?
1: I will be appearing at the Bojangles on the corner of Alvarez Avenue in Tijuana, Mexico, right down the road from the ashram. And you can come make uh, offerings of biscuits and gravy and hot coffee, hash browns and mustard packets. Um, MTGO, you can find me at SidMeister78 and we'll do some open play and you can get junded out of course twitter is the best way to send your devotional worship to me from anywhere in the world that's at the sid meister and of course you can always uh, sit in front of a waterfall and chant the maharaj mantra until the roots start to grow over your feet and i shall appear before you and give you a benediction
3: don't threaten me with a good time timmy underscore Magic. On Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Thanks for getting bliss with us.
0: Peace out. Are you insane like me? In pain like me bought a hundred dollar bottle of champagne like me Just to pour that motherfucker down the drain like me Would you use your water bill to dry the stain like me? Are you high enough without the Mary Jane like me? Do you tell yourself what parts you entertain like me? Do the people whisper about you on the train like me? Saying that you shouldn't waste your pretty face like me And all the people say You can't wake up, this is not a dream You're is of a machine, you are not a human being We should face all made up, living on a street Blow our self-esteem, so you run out gasoline oh, oh, oh. Oh man, I'm serious. I'm drunk. Shut up, John Holen. I love money lost in his dimples. Blah. I want to lick his toes, John Holland, I want to like lick your armpits. After you've been running around for a week, and you haven't showered, and I also want, um, to stick my arm in your, your, your penis hole. Anyway, um, said I like you too, you're handsome, you have a suave mustache, and... Ever since he smoked, started smoking blunts You're the man So... Oh, son, I've been thinking about you, son Oh, man, the things I've been doing So, shit's snow always cracked up to be To be an elf at the North Pole, alright? Santa Claus is an asshole The pay is terrible Um, I can't live here anymore Bad shit went down I him into Sleigh last year around Christmas, and when we were on a delivery, I went into the room, one of the rooms, and I started fooling around with one of the ladies in the room, and, uh, turned out she was 12 and a boy, but it wasn't terrible, it was just kind of like something new, you know, just something new. And see, I was not too cool with that. I don't know. You ever been fingerprinted? Cause I have these little tiny hands. Very, very little mitts. This is terrible. Kelly, who are you? you stop, Kenny? Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm a better character. I don't care if I'm drunk all the time or shit, I fucking shit. I'm here, dude. Fucking do it. Who are you talking to, Kenny? I'm over here. No, poof. I'm over here. POOF. Um, um... BOOF! BOOF! Fucking do Too much teleporting. <sighs> oh, fuck. I gotta sit down. I gotta sit down. <coughs>